everyone. My name is Dr. Dolores Tarver. I am a licensed psychologist here in Georgia and creator of Tea Time with Dr. Tarver. It is time for the tea and we are going to be focusing on your wellness as usual. This is not a substitute for a relationship with a licensed mental health professional. June is LGBTQ Pride Month and of course we're so very excited to be advocates and allies for our queer community. And so today we are going to be discussing something that I think all of us can benefit from, and that is, that's gay and other hateful things you've outgrown. So I grew up in a small town in the South, and if you know anything about Southern towns, you know that we tend to be very Christian heavy in Southern towns, very religious heavy in Southern towns. And also in, in small towns, you tend to have a lot of people think very similarly. And so my experience growing up was that we used a lot of what I now know to be very hateful and derogatory terms. When you grow up in an environment sometimes, and this is us learning to check ourselves, that's one of the reasons why we're doing this video for today. Uh, as you get older and you learn to check yourself on some of the things that you grew up with that you did not question, that you didn't think about because they were part of the existence uh, that you were a part of, is that you start thinking about what are some better ways that I can use my words because we know that words are very, very powerful and it is important that we address how we make other people feel by the things we say and the things we do. So let's get into it. I know that sometimes we get intimidated a little bit by different terminology and some of you may be confused about what do these terms mean? What do some of these letters mean? And that's okay. You don't have to know everything. None of us know everything. And I, by no means, am an expert. But what we want to do is we want to start from the place we are and we want to grow. And I think when you're coming from a place of love, of your human beings that are around you, then you can accept feedback and continue to be the best person that you can be. So what are we going to be addressing? We are going to be addressing some of the different ways that we marginalize our LGBTQ community. Um, so first of all, I think that it's important for us to just get a little bit of understanding of sexual orientation and gender identity as we go into this. If you're like me growing up, then there was probably limited understanding of what it meant to be a sexual being. What we know now is that sexual orientation is on a spectrum. And so there are people that identify as lesbian, as gay, um, as bisexual, and that gender identity is also on a spectrum. And so we have people that um, identify as male, as female, um, people that identify as binary. Uh, and all that just simply means is I'm not just put in this box of how I express myself. I get to choose that, right? And as we think about crayons growing up, there were a lot of different names for red and blue and purple. And the same is true for us in our sexual orientation and our gender identity. There are a lot of different ways we can express them. Not one is better than the other. They are equal and they're all beautiful and they're all love. So um, one of the things that ends up happening, and this came from um, 
the LGBT Affirmative Therapist Guild of Greater Kansas City. They got a lot of good information for therapy providers. Uh, and they talk about um, some of the microaggressions that end up happening. And those are simply the ways that we either subtly say or do things that continue to um, marginalize or uh, demean or degrade people in the LGBTQ community. Um, and so also Kevin uh, Nadal, uh, 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 an associate uh, professor of psychology, some of this information came from him as well. So whenever we walk into a space, um, then there are a lot of things that people take from our presentation. So your hair, um, how you dress, um, what you choose to put on your, your face, how you speak, how you walk, all of those things are a part of how we express ourselves often how we express our, our gender identity, but, but sometimes we also give people information about um, our sexual orientation as well. We may have pictures in the spaces in which we reside. Uh, we may post things on our social media pages. And so people are constantly gathering information about us. And so what ends up happening is we end up sometimes making assumptions about people and, and uh, negative statements um, and behaviors that come along with that as well. And so um, one of the things that we tend to do is we tend to assume that all people are heterosexual. So that's our, 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 our standard, right? Um, that men like women and women like men. Um, but that is not true, right? So again, if we think about a spectrum, then there are a lot of different ranges of which people can be attracted and express their love to various people. And so we don't want to make a statement when we, especially as we're first meeting people and getting to know people. One of the things we like to ask people is, oh, are you married? Do you have any children? One, we assume that everybody wants to be married or is married. Um, and then two, we assume that everybody wants or, or has children. Um, and those things are not true. We know that there are a lot of things that can be existing going on with people. Uh, we, we know that people often have miscarriages. We know that some people don't want to have children. There are, there are people um, who are partnered, but they're not necessarily partnered in a heterosexual relationship, right? So we don't want to be making these assumptions when we're going into situations with people. And that's one of the ways we can kind of check ourselves and outgrow some of this outdated information that, that we have been exposed to. We also don't want to universalize the experience of LGBTQ people, right? So all of us are individuals. And one of the things you probably remember saying growing up um, is that you weren't like your brother, you weren't like your sister or your cousin or whoever, you might've been compared to a friend uh, in your family. And so the same is true for people in the queer community. So we do not want to assume that everyone is the same. So no, not all gay people, no other gay people. Um, also that this image we frequently see on TV of uh, this very um, effeminate gay male who's the best friend, who goes shopping with you and gets many petties with you, that is not the experience of all gay men. That's not the presentation of all gay men. And so we don't want to make assumptions about who a gay male is. And that goes for anyone in the queer community, whether that is a lesbian, transgender, um, any bisexual, all, right? So everybody has their own experience. And so as we, we think about some of the ways that we've learned information, they've often been, um, I think it feels like they've been like you're like it's a cartoon. Uh, so we have these very exaggerated perceptions of who people are. Everybody's big and bold and, um, and, and 
that's not true, right? So we know people are introverted. We know people are extroverted. You probably have friends that are very expressive and creative and artistic, and some who are, are silently intellectual and you wouldn't even know that they were there um, because they just kind of quietly sit in a space, right? So that's how people get to express themselves. There's nothing different. Um, I think that sometimes what we end up doing as we make this assumption is we hurt people in the queer community. Um, one of the things that uh, it really, it, it just, it sat hard in my, in my spirit um, is that transgender women, so transgender simply means that biologically I was born a male or a female. However, my gender expression, my gender identity is not that of how I was biologically born. So maybe I was biologically born a male, but I feel more like a female. That represents, because we know we have masculine and feminine energy. And so I, this feminine energy is the, the thing that speaks to me, that gives me life as a part of my soul. And so I transition from this biological gender as male to this female expression of my identity that better fits with me, right? So um, transgender women, born biological male, transition to female, uh, being arrested, uh, for being accused of being sex workers. So essentially, you have to be a prostitute. I mean, that just, that just hurt my soul um, because we all know as we're dealing with social justice issues, how hurtful it is to people to be falsely accused and arrested and mistreated. And so simply for just showing up being who you are. And so these are some of the issues that our trans community is experiencing and we want to make sure that we dismantle any kind of um, uh, ideology that suggests that a person needs to be arrested for simply being who they are. Um, we have a lot of opinions, right? Because we think we know everything and we saw movies um, and so, and, and we had that one cousin that we knew which just informed all of life. And, and what we do is we tend to be very condemning of people and, and we like to use, I started off by talking about um, religion has been used to oppress a lot of groups of people. This isn't new information, but I think sometimes people um, like to disconnect from that part of the history. And I uh, am absolutely a spiritual being um, and, and a Christian. And at the same time, I do recognize the hurtful legacy of Christianity uh, and that's never gonna be okay with me. So uh, sometimes what we end up doing is we use the Bible to beat people up, uh, which also is, is something we need to move away from. That We have outgrown using the Bible to be able to um, continue legacies of hate uh, because that's not of God. Um, but uh, one of the things that we'll end up doing is we'll tell people that they're an abomination, uh, that they're not normal, that it's not natural. Uh, and, and we'll see people in our queer community engaging in very loving behaviors, holding hands, um, giving each other a kiss, hugging, and, and we are just mortified. And we think that, how dare you do this? There are children around uh, where you can see a heterosexual couple just basically half naked, making out in the streets, and, and you're not bothered by that. Uh, and those are things that we need to, we need to check ourselves about. We tend to focus more on a person's sexual orientation and their gender identity than we do the actual person. We want to see you person, you and your talents and your abilities um, and, and the things that you're doing that you're purposed to do that are making this world a better place than, than, than when you found it. Uh, but we tend to get focused on one thing because we're uncomfortable 
with something and when we're uncomfortable with things we tend to want to demonize them and I encourage you to get more comfortable to get a better understanding um, and, and to do everything from the purpose of not only you being well but of just being the best person that you can be uh, sexual pathologizing is something that we also get into with our queer community um, and so we believe that simply because you identify, particularly gay men, gay men get this the most um, in members of our transgender community, uh, that you are a pedophile, that you are um, sick and twisted in some way are gonna distort the perceptions of children. We love to throw children into this mix um, and, and you're going to cause them to be unhealthy. Uh, you're, gonna, you're gonna molest them, you're going to um, make them into sexual deviants because we have somehow connected sexual orientation with sexual deviancy, uh, though those things are not connected at all. Um, and what we'll say is things like, oh, well, you're coming for the, for the family reunion. Well, you can't stay here because I'm not going to allow two men to sleep in my bed or two women to sleep in my bed, even if you're married, right? So I know some houses, especially if you grew up in the South in a very religious family, you can't Two people can't stay in the same bed that are uh, intimately involved unless they're married. Here we are, we're married. We still can't stay in, this stay in this bed together because your issue is that we're a part of the LGBTQ community. Um, and, and so you're making a different standard for us. Uh, one of the other things that, that was hurtful for me, um, if you're going to give blood and there is a question that asked if you've ever had, if you're a male, if you've ever had sex with another man, that is actually a discriminating criteria that they utilize for you not to be able to give blood. Not that you've ever been HIV positive or, or um, AIDS, uh, have AIDS, but simply because you have endorsed that you had sex with another male, that can discriminate against you in terms of your ability to be able to give blood, knowing how much we need people to give, give blood. And here we are eliminating parts of the population simply because of a question like that. And that's one of the things that uh, we don't do when people are heterosexual. We don't ask these same types of questions. We don't make these assumptions that you have HIV, that you have AIDS. And what we know about heterosexual populations is that we have lots of sexually transmitted infections. Um, herpes, chlamydia, very common, HPV. Now we even give our young people HPV vaccines because it became so prominent. Um, and so people are trying to be preventative, uh, right? And, but, but we don't pathologize heterosexual people in the in the same way um, also there's just this assumption that a lot of people have that you had some kind of sexual trauma if you identify as LGBTQ somebody must have done something to you to make you this way um, just not even taking into account uh, sexual orientation are you know these are things that you can remember as a child the first time you thought somebody was cute um, the, the first time somebody made your little heart patter pit patter right like there are things, um, as Lady Gaga says, we're born this way. Uh, so these are things that are intrinsic upon us. They're not necessarily created. And I don't take away from how trauma can affect us and our, our perceptions uh, and, and our understanding of our bodies, absolutely. But in terms of how you identify, um, that doesn't come from a trauma. Um, so needless to say, um, the other thing I want to talk about is just boundaries. So we are, um, we're, we're exhausting actually. So what we like to do is we like to question people. Well, how do y'all have sex? And well, let me see it. What does it look like? Well, I've never seen some, right? And so like these, these are not 
um, items in a museum for you to, to look at and um, things for you to pick up and go through. And we're very, very invasive in people's lives when they identify as being members of the queer community. We ask these very probing questions. Um, we, we, we make these assumptions and statements and we, we really sensationalize. How many times have you seen that title? Uh, man used to be, uh, used to be man, now woman is a, right? So we just, you know, in making people very uncomfortable, uh, the he, she's, the uncle, aunts, uh, just very negative things. And how does that make a person feel? Um, like they're just an object on display. We, we want to get away from that. Oh, wow, I can't tell you used to be a woman. Like that's a compliment. Um, so let's really think about how we can be more affirming. Allow people to share their own story. There are so many people that have shared stories. You, you don't really have to look far to be able to actually have someone who's told their story without pry, prying into someone else's life. There are websites you can go to. I'm going to share some with you at the end. Uh, it, it requires us not to be defensive. And, and I know that's tough for us because we don't like to give feedback about ourselves because we just think we're amazing people. But the truth is, all of us can grow, myself included. Um, and I would like for people to give me feedback so I don't keep doing things that are hurtful. Uh, right? I don't want to keep doing the same things. I want to make um, uh, um, better decisions and better choices. And I want to want to the power of the tongue, right? I want to use my words to uplift and encourage, not tear down and, and demonize. Um, so that leads me to, to how can we be more affirming? Um, I want you to be very clear that you do not have to understand, and I try my best not to get real term heavy in this podcast. You don't have to understand every term. You don't have to know of everyone's experience, but you do, you do have a responsibility to show up and be a good human being. And some ways that you can do that is to use affirming language. People have different pronouns they like, how they want themselves to be referred to. She, he, they, them, right? I know they, them is different for you. Um, and, and you may be thinking, well, I'm not really sure. You don't have to be sure about why. You just simply have to respect the boundaries that people give you. People will tell you how to treat them. It is just incumbent upon you to respect that information. When you see people around you just, just absolutely being mean and demeaning and derogatory, call them out. Call them out. Don't allow people to be in your space spewing hateful rhetoric. And yes, that is not a popular opinion. And people in your family and your friends they will absolutely be upset with you. There has been a lot of people that have been unfriended on social media because they took a stand. But I guarantee you, it is worth it. It is worth it for you to take that stand because that's the only way that we're going to stop people from feeling comfortable saying mean things, hateful things, doing things to discriminate against people, um, making standards for people that are, are based on um, characteristics uh, such as how you express yourself yeah that's the only way we're going to dismantle that system is we call people out and say this is a hate-free zone um, make sure you talk to your kids right there are a lot of books and resources that you can utilize all you got to do is a quick Google search and you'll find um, several and I'll, I'll share a few again at the end that you can talk to your kids about using affirmative affirming language being positive, being encouraging, being loving. Um, and, and if you just show up and are just kind, 
that can make all the difference. Acknowledge that you've got biases and stereotypes. We all do. Um, there are things that I've said that uh, I am just absolutely mortified about. Uh, and, and lack of knowledge is not an excuse. So I didn't know better then, but that's not an excuse. I know better now. Uh, and so it, it is incumbent upon me to, to make amends where I need to, um, but also to continue to grow again so I don't keep doing the same things. But that means that I've got to own some of the things that I have as a part of me um, and be very, very mindful about how those show up when I'm interacting with different groups. Uh, get that feedback from people and, and you know, grow. But, but again, be very mindful of where you get your information from. Don't be lazy and, and try to ask somebody and um, exhaust them. Go and look up some resources yourself. Make it a priority for you to be educated and informed. Um, there are a lot of challenges that our, our queer community has to manage and navigate, and they are not very different um, than challenges you've had to navigate in your own life. They are just compiled because on top of that, I am dealing with issues uh, related to people simply hating me um, because I'm a part of the LGBTQ community, and then I've got to deal with racism, and then I've got to deal with sexism, and it, right? So I've got all of these things compounded. So I say all of this to say that there is no place for hate in love, and you can show up and be a better person. That's a choice that you have to not only allow yourself to be well, but to encourage wellness in others. APA has an Office of Lesbian, Gay, Bisexual, and Transgender Concerns, GLAD, which was formerly known as the Gay and Lesbian Alliance Against Defamation, has a re LGBTQ resource list. It's got tons of information on it for uh, families, kids, um, understanding the different terminology, and then the CDC also has the Lesbian, Gay, Bisexual, and Transgender Health Alliance. And so these are great places to start, and then there are additional resources that you'll glean as you go through those things. So you all do your very, 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 very best um, to be good human beings and be well.